Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid, everyone. This is Griff coming at you on a Friday. It is Super Bowl weekend. It's finally here. I know there's been a long time. It seems like a long time without a football game. So, uh, once again, it's Friday, so I'm going to give you the weather report. It's official. Old man winter here in the north has his grip on us. I mean, it's chilly outside. Real chilly. So, of course... It's Super Bowl weekend, so once again with COVID, if you have a person or two over, once again, be safe, but still, have all the same stuff you would always get for the Super Bowl. Go out there, get the seven-layer dip, get the pizza, get the chicken wings. I don't care. Get a big crock pot of chili if you want as well. I mean, it's anything. You can gorge yourself on Super Bowl. It's almost kind of like Christmas and Thanksgiving. You know, eat as much as you want. It doesn't matter. It's just a full day of football, all the prep, everything like that. So, you know, once again, it's too cold. Everybody in the Northeast, you got that big snowstorm, so you ain't going anywhere anyways. So you have a full day to gorge yourself. Get ready for this awesome football game that's coming up that'll touch base on later. And once again, TJIF, thank God it's Friday. Well, I'm going to start off by saying I would be remiss not to talk about obvious, the most obvious thing here, and that is the trade. And one thing everybody's waiting for, Derek called it, it was on, on a show, um, on a previous show, saying that uh, with uh, Brad Holmes coming here, well, you know, the better chance of Stafford getting traded you know he put his conspiracy music on saying that he was going to be traded to the Rams I threw one out there thinking maybe he would go to the Saints but Derek said that probably wasn't going to happen they already had you know his wonder you know quarterback and Jameis Winston and you know Taysom Hill you know who's a gadget player so they weren't going to go out and trade for you know Stafford but he did choose right and said that he was going to the Rams now there's uh once again like I've said before this is a debated thought on, on Matt Stafford. A lot of people liked him. Me and Derek were supporters of him. We always thought he could do a little better here and there, but still, you know, he was the best quarterback the Lions have seen in a long time, probably since Greg Landry. And I've been a Lions fan a long time. Even I don't remember Greg Landry. I just remember hearing stories about Greg Landry. And even when they pined about him, you know, my relatives, it's not like they were talking about Bart Starr, or Joe Montana, or anybody like that. It was, you know, Greg Landry. He was a decent quarterback. So if you haven't heard of Greg Landry, realize that, you know, Matt Stafford was the best sense him, and he obviously was leaps and bounds better than him. So to lose him in a trade, you know, the haul that the Lions got, you can't complain. And, you know, once again, sad to see him go. You know, Matt, you were good for the community. You're always, you know, towing the company line. You never heard any bad words, you know, about you out on the town, you know, carousing, causing mischief in the city of Detroit making the Detroit Lions look bad, you know, when you were not on the playing field. So, 
you know, good luck out in L.A. You know, really, I mean, you're getting a team, you got, you know, good running game out there, good offensive line, you know, good skill positions, obviously a lot better defense than what the Detroit Lions have had. So, you know, it's one of those things where I got to wish them luck. And other people, like, were more than happy to show them the door. It's like, and they would have traded Matt Stafford for a bag of footballs, a couple kicking tees, and some uh, replacement cleats. So, what the Lions got, you know, you have to be really happy about it. You know, a couple future first-round picks, third-round pick this year. Yeah, they are taking a big chunk of salary here with Jared Goff, but after a couple years, you know, getting rid of him, if he's just a stopgap or something of that nature, it's not a bad thing. So they obviously had to take Jared Goff off the hands of the Rams if they were going to give up Matt Stafford, simply what Jared Goff's contract was. Now, I've read a lot of things, how he fell out of favor, how defenses were able to adjust to Jared Goff and figure out, you know, if they can confuse him right before the snap, you know, change the way the defense looked. It was it was harder for him to make the correct play, the correct call. I mean, he would hold on to the ball a little more. He was one of the – I think he's near the top of um, turnovers for QBs over the last couple of years. Um, with um, you know, either sack, you know, strip fumbles, you know, interceptions, you know, something that Lions fans, you know, are not going to be happy about. But it's one of those things where we kind of have to, you know, deal with it. You know, it is what it is at this point. They've said that with the uh, number seven pick, you know, if a quarterback fell, fell to them, they, they still may take the one if they if they really want them. So it's, I can't see it happening based on. At this point, with the way the team is set up, I can't see them trading or or um, drafting a quarterback at seven and having both that quarterback and Goff on the team. But um, like I said, his salary really affects the cap where it's at right now. The Lions are going to have to make some other moves simply because uh, they're over the cap right now. Uh, they're going to have to restructure some deals. I mean, there's some deals out there that could use some restructuring and that – with, you know, say Trey Flowers being one of them, maybe um, Jimmy Collins, you know, that would be another one that they could look to restructure as well. Um, there was, uh, you know, talk that, uh, you know, some of the trades that were offered to the Lions, you know, obviously wouldn't affect the cap nearly as much. It came down to, you know, stuff is starting to come out, things like the Washington Redskins, you know, they offered something better. Uh, Carolina made a run right at the end, and that was one of those um, statements that came out later that uh, Matt Stafford nixed that trade. Um, the, one, the one story reading that, he said, you can trade me anywhere but New England. You know, That's one of those things where Danny Amendola, I, I saw earlier this week where he was talking, they were talking about the Patriot way. He's like, if you look up in a book at the Patriot way, it's you're going to see a pitcher of Tom Brady. He was the one out there doing it all. Yeah, on the defense, they were putting the guys in the right positions to stop him, but Tom Brady was the one doing the stuff on the offense. So, you know, obviously the Patriot way didn't work here. And obviously reshuffling the deck, trying to get some fresh blood in here trying to turn the page onto something new. So I could see why Matt Stafford wouldn't want to go to New England. I mean, I've talked about this on a previous show, following a superstar. I mean, that Cam Newton, it's just he's really fallen off. He looks really old. Even the way he dresses, I don't know. It's like, dude, I, I guess that's fashion is, is what people are trying to tell us. But you're following Tom Brady. He couldn't win no matter what. No matter what 
Cam Newton did in New England, he never was going to be Tom Brady. He would have had to go out and be like almost perfect and take him to the Super Bowl this year to, to be like Tom Brady. So I could see it, Tom Brady's going to have a shadow in New England for a long time. So I could see why Matt Stafford wouldn't want to go there. All the pressure that you know fans put on him here. Imagine that, having to go to that city or go play New England. Well, you're not Tom Brady. You're not Tom Brady. I said it before. The quarterbacks aren't going to come to Detroit and say, well, you're not Matt Stafford. You're not Matt Stafford. Because you could say, well, he never won a big game. He never won a playoff game. You know, look at his overall you know record. There's a big difference being compared to, like, you're not Tom Brady or you're not Matt Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford, great quarterback. Once again, still like the guy. But the next guy in, Jared Goff, He's the shadow that that he's following, you know, and Matt Stafford wouldn't be nearly as bad. It's not nearly as bad as if Matt Stafford was to go to New England. So with that being said, I'm wondering on this though, with all it's starting like I said, it's starting to come out all these offers that, you know, were being made and some said, Well, Washington had the best one, stuff that could help the team right now and with the Lions getting more future picks, there's obviously a lot of holes on this team and they do need to you know, fill a lot of areas. So getting the most picks possible, especially high-level ones, is definitely going to help this team in the long run. As long as you know Brad Holmes and the, all the decision makers, you know, knock it out of the park or you know fill the roles that you know what the Lions need with the with the talent that is needed to get this team into the upper echelons. But like I said, with that being said, it makes me wonder. There's obviously. The Rams, you know, pretty much made it known that they were looking to move on from Jared Goff, and they were pretty much looking to, you know, get rid of him as best they could without having to cut him, without having to eat that much cap, you know, his, his money against the cap. So did Brad Holmes really do his old team a solid by saying, okay, well, yeah, give us your picks, because obviously Derek mentioned it before, I mentioned it before, the Rams, they don't, they don't value first-round picks. They'd rather go get established talent, so they're more than willing to trade or weigh their first-round picks. So Brad Holmes knew this, so I think he sort of did his old team a solid. But it's like, okay, we're going to give you a quarterback that's going to be, you know, fit, you know, that offense that you want to run, can make all the throws, you know, is a little mobile, more mobile than Jared Goff. And, you know, it, it's they do face some tough defenses out there. Seattle is a tough defense. San Francisco has been, you know, very tough. Sure, they're going to be flipping defense coordinators here. But even Arizona's defense, it, it, there's spots where they have some really good players and they have some holes, but still, that's an up-and-coming defense as well. So to have a quarterback where the game has seemed to have slowed down for him, he's at that, he's been in the league long enough where he's seen so much that he's not going to get tricked a whole lot. So... Brad Holmes really helped out the Rams on that. And, yeah, the Lions do play the Rams next year, so it might be one of those things where to say, like, oh, he's going to come back, the, you know, Matt Stafford's going to come back and really lay it on the Lions. The Lions might not be that good next year. So you could almost see this coming. And, yeah, Jared Goff's coming in there. He's kind of got that, oh, I want to be somewhere I'm wanted. And, you know, I'm glad to be here. So to say that uh, Matt Stafford may come back and have, have a great game against the Detroit Lions – yeah, it could happen. We've seen it in the past with other quarterbacks that have been on the lines, went to other teams. And sure, every team's different. Different. Derek mentions that all the time, where, hey, every team's different. And each one doesn't have, you know, any contact with anyone else. But still, I mean, Matt Stafford, I think, is going to come back here. I'm not saying he's going to come back here and look to just really show up Detroit. But still, I mean, 
it's it's going to be hard to face him next year when he's wearing the wearing that Rams uniform. So Brad Holmes really helped out his team, considering his old team, considering the Rams were much closer to the Super Bowl than what the Detroit Lions are. Yeah, we're here to serve up the Kool Aid, you know, eat the cornbread. But let's face it, I mean, the Rams are much closer to going to a Super Bowl than what Detroit is. And yeah, the NFL can be a a quick turnaround league. But still, this team has a lot of holes, and they're going to have to do some magic with that cap to be able to get some, you know, players in here, some really good players. What the Lions really need. So, you know, I guess kudos to Brad Holmes. I mean, you you helped your old team. You, you didn't leave that sour of a taste in their mouth. But um, you got the quarterback, and you took some more first round picks off their hands. And I've read this stuff where Rams fans were really mad about this that they they keep on giving up those first round picks, but. Look what you're getting in return. Like like I've said, you're, you're already getting that well-known. You, you know what you're getting. You're getting those stars. They're not trading their first-round picks for a bunch of scrubs. I mean, they're getting superstars. I mean, that's what they're getting. So, yeah, I mean, do I care? No. They're just, they have great talent evalu- evaluators where they're hitting on those guys in later rounds. That's one thing that we complain that the Lions have never done. You know, it seems like second-round picks have been a miss. Every once in a while, they pull, you know, pull a nugget of gold out in those middle to late rounds, but more often than not, they don't. And maybe the Rams are just better at coaching up those guys. They don't find the nuggets. They find guys that fit the system that they're looking for, and they're able to coach them up. Maybe that's what Brad Holmes and that new, that whole front office is looking to do. It's like, like we're getting the guys here. We're going to draft those guys. Not We're not looking to be the smartest man in the room. You know, Jelani Tavai, Tracy Walker, you know, I don't know, Will Harris, those guys that maybe if you they do fit your system, you're able to coach them up to the level where you drafted them. Because I get tired of hearing, well, they can't help it, they took them there. Well, it's not really an excuse. You took them there because you thought they could play there. So that guy has a little bit on him too to say like, oh, they think I'm good enough to be in the second round, I better show them you know, that I'm good enough to be in the second round and say, well, I can't help you, you took me in the second round. I'm more of a seventh round guy. That has nothing to do with anything. Play like you were like in a second round pick. Coaches, coach him up like you think he's in a second round. That that, that he's going to be a second round pick. And maybe that's what Brad Holmes in this front office can do. You know what Dan Campbell can do. You know get these guys that that they want. So with all these extra picks, you know a lot of first round picks. You know me, it's just you know yeah, I like first round picks as long as you take positions that aren't luxury picks because there's a lot of holes on this team. Let's not be, you know, going out there looking for another tight end. You know, something like that. That's not going to help the team. You got Hawkinson, you know, going to the Pro Bowl. So I don't think you need another tight end here in the first second round anytime soon. So uh, let's just uh, let's go with that right there. So I'm assuming they're going to use these picks pretty wise. And uh, that's the biggest thing that they need to do with this. For this to be a good trade, everybody's like, oh, the Lions got an A-plus on this trade. They need to hit on these picks. They need to do what Jimmy Johnson did when they traded Herschel Walker away to the Minnesota Vikings. He hit on those picks. That that Cowboys team and those guys in the front office knew how to evaluate talent, and that's exactly what they did. That's what this team now needs to do. They need to be able to effectively evaluate the talent coming out. That's what Brad Ham's supposed to be doing. You know, he's the uh, college scouting director, so he's got to be able to hit on these picks to get the guys in place. And like everything said, he, you know, they brought Jared Goff here because he evaluated him a lot. He liked him a lot and he knows what he can do. So that means that, um, 
Anthony Lynn's really got to be able to tailor this offense to his his qualities that make him an effective quarterback. Um, I myself, I think he's a decent quarterback. I don't think he's a superstar. Yes, he's led a team to a Super Bowl. Yes, he has he has some playoff wins, a hell of a lot more playoff wins than what you know Matt Stafford has. But he's also had a lot better talent around him as well. Let's face it, he's always had good defenses and you know good offensive line. You know the Lions haven't been known for that since Matt Stafford's been here. There's been couple years where they've had, you know, good defenses. They've had, you know, great offenses. No running game, so they could always just, you know, pin the ears back and go. Where Jared Goff, for him to be effective, I think he needs talent around him. I don't think he's going to raise the level of people around him. He's not going to be like an Aaron Rodgers where, you know, people, you know, or Brett Favre or somebody like that that's going to take average to middle-of-the-road players and make them better. And when those players go to other teams, people realize, well, they're not that great. You know, this guy's not that great. You know, this guy's not that great. Maybe he's just getting old. No, it's the quarterback that's making him better. Tom Brady does the exact same thing. He makes average players better. So when he gets superstars, it only makes his job a little easier. And I think Goff is one of those guys that needs talent around him for him to be effective. If you're asking Jared Goff to put, you know, the whole game on his shoulders and go out there and win it for you, you know, I think probably, you know, Seven out of ten times, that's not going to happen. So the Lions are going to have to, you know, go get some wide receivers. Yeah, they got DeAndre Swift here, but still, they're going to need another running back as well. And they're going to need, you know, there's you know, people say that they have over over three fifths of the offensive line is set. June Jackson had a decent year. Taylor Decker's coming into his own. Frank Ragnall's Pro Bowler. That whole left side, the whole right side of the line is not that great. So he needs to work on that as well. They need to get that talent in there to make Jared Goff effective. So if he wants to be here, you got you got him, Brad Holmes. He's yours. It affects the cap. But still, you know what he can do. So get the talent around him to help him out. Or, you know, maybe you think he's a stopgap. Or, this leads me to my next point, other people were actually calling the Rams on Jared Goff beforehand. So maybe another team such as Washington or Indianapolis they want. They would like Jared Goff. They got the cap space. Maybe they want him. So maybe you know Brad Holmes works another trade, and that was one of those things where they were talking. You know maybe the Lions give up Jared Goff if they can get you know Jared Goff, and they give Washington Jared Goff in their first round pick, you know to trade down and maybe you know get some other first round picks and some other picks in this draft, some other high picks. So it's one of those things I read. It's a possibility. Washington's looking for a quarterback. Indianapolis, they got a lot of cap space. You know, they have one of those, you know, mid to late, you know, first round picks. So maybe that's one of those things that they look to do. But once again, those teams have to be enamored with Jared Goff as well. And he seems, for as, as many people that are on Jared Goff's side, there seems to be just as many people that think he's just completely average, middle of the road. Once again, not that great. So. It's one of those things where they gotta kind of overlook what he's, you know, what he's not that great at. So for Detroit to ask for multiple picks for Jared Goff, I, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna be, they're not gonna get a haul like they did with Matt Stafford. Come on, let's face it. I know me and Derek will talk about this probably on another show, but you know, Goff, he's not very mobile. He throws, a, he throws a good deep ball, but his arm's not really strong. 
I mean, he's got decent arm, but he's not going to fit that ball into tight windows like, you know, Matt Stafford did. And sure, Matt Stafford had plenty of throws that you were thinking, hey, who are you throwing to? You know, you threw that ball high or – but I, I don't think Jared Goff's one of those guys that's going to be like if a linebacker and a safety are converging on a guy over the middle where Stafford would be able to zing it in there, I don't think Jared Goff's that guy that's going to be able to do that. And I'm still – thinking that the game hasn't completely slowed down for Jared Goff yet. You hear that a lot. The game will slow down once you get it. And if defenses are able to adjust late, you know, in, you know, on the um, clock to show it's like, okay, they're showing this. And then all of a sudden, right before you go to snap the ball with two or three seconds left on the, uh, on on the play clock, um, they switch their defense and he gets all confused. I mean, that's one of those things where established quarterbacks that have been around a while, they know it's like, okay, they switched this, we, we got this. But I don't think the game has slowed down enough for them yet for that to happen. So other teams are going to want to, if, if they want them, they're going to have to develop in as well. I can't see somebody like Washington or Indianapolis just trading for him just to be a stopgap. I don't think that's going to happen. So if they want him, they're going to be enamored with him. They're going to plan on keeping him around for a while. They're not going to give up high draft picks just for a year or two rental. That's just stupid. You know that would you know that would drive the GM of the show Derek nuts. You know that would that would drive him freaking bonkers, which it would. But um, that's what everybody's saying here. Oh, he's just a stopgap. He's just a stopgap. But Brad Holmes knew him. He likes him. So maybe some other team wants him as well. So once again, it's always a distinct possibility. Some other team may come up, may be enamored with him, may want him as well, and. They, they, the Lions make another trade, get more picks. There are a lot of holes in this on this team, and the more picks, the better. Because, once again, with where they are with the cap right now, they're not going to be able to fill everything through free agency. So, um, right now, it looks like building through the draft is going to be the biggest thing that the Lions are going to have to do. Um, let's do this. Before I get into my next uh, point, let's take a pause for the cause, pay a couple bills, come back, do the second half of the show, and um, I'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast, and this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors, but today I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions, and that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for... The U, you know what it is, the University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times a show. Benny loves to talk about his Hurricanes, his Lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk Lions. Like I said, he brings up the Hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's it's a really fun show. Benny loves the Lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe. 
BLEAV and Lions with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Welcome everybody back to the Detroit Kool-Aid. This is Griff here on a Friday. Um, just talking about, uh, made a couple observations about the trade. Talking about Jared Goff. Gave you my short take on what I think he's good at, what he's not that great at. And how he could be a serviceable quarterback here in Detroit. Um, especially with the way this team is going to be put together in uh, Brad Holmes' eyes. Um, speaking of Brad Holmes, I, I was reading earlier this week, they are obviously been doing it for a while now, but still, it's starting to come out the um, the talent on this team. They're doing the roster evaluations of everybody on this team. I'm sure they've been doing it for a bit, but still, it's starting to come out now. And I read one article, like how it said, uh, Jelani Tavai and Jared Davis have really stuck out to him. And when I read the headline, so naturally, it caught me. It did. It caught me. I had to read it. I mean, it did what it was supposed to do. Good writing to whoever wrote it. No, it wasn't on lines 24-7. I know, like, Derek, Derek thinks that's all I read, but no, that's not where it was. Um, when I read the headline, all I could think was, like, stuck out what? Like, made you think, like, these guys could be good in what you do? Or the stuck out's like, God, these guys were so bad. Where'd you take them? And I know there's people out there supporting Jelani Tavai, and I know there's people that supporting, you know, Jared Davis, saying, oh, they didn't use Jared Davis right. But the Rams and the Saints both kind of ran those speedy defenses. They like speed, and they like athletic guys. So bringing Jared Davis back to be that, you know, hand-in-the-ground edge pass rusher who's great on a blitz, you know, it was like, oh, they should move him to the outside, you know, because... You know, that's where he would be better. But still, I mean, outside linebackers tend to have to cover those running backs out of the backfield, your tight ends. And we know Jared Davis is terrible at covering guys. So that's one of those things where when you get him on the field, other offenses are going to point out, well, he's just here to rush the passer. You know, that's what he's going to do. So I, I guess maybe they, they'll, they'll be okay with that, with that. I can't see that happening. Yes, he's fast. But he still takes poor angles, and he still can't cover. So if you're just looking for him to be a, a smallish defensive end, to come off the edge, to rush the passer on second and long and third and long, you're really hamstringing yourself with one guy there. But that's just my personal opinion. Once again, if you disagree with my opinion, hit me up on Twitter at, at GriffkaDKC, and uh, we can discuss. Or feel free to um, call in and text or message at 989-272-3484. Once again, that's 989-272-3484. And, uh, you know, leave a text and say, uh, Griff, you don't know what you're talking about. Derek's right. You have no idea ever what you're talking about. Um, Once again, it's just my opinion. I'm just throwing it out there. And as I always say, reasonable minds can differ. You know, and, you know, it's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. It's your opinion. You're entitled to it. That's fine. Either I don't care how you uh, came came to your decision. But anyways, some people like Jared Davis. Some people think he should just be a pass rusher. I myself, I don't think he's that great. He's not that great. I don't care that he's fast. Still, if you just want him out there just to rush the passer, fine. But I think you're really hamstringing yourself because then you're really limiting on what that guy can do. Now, Jelani Tavai, I don't know how this guy stood out in Brad Holmes' eyes. It had to be because this guy can't cover either. I mean, once again, he's slower than a glacier. He can't cover a coffee table. He just bad. He might be one of those guys like, why'd they take this guy where he did? He doesn't fit in our plans at all. Yeah, he's he tries hard. I mean, yeah, but you can just see it. Obviously, he's not there. So I have no idea how these guys would even fit. And 
Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell's, you know, in, in you know Aaron Glenn's defense. I, I, I don't get it. So there's got to be other guys out there that they're interested in well to fit, as well to fit. So they're evaluating everything, and that's kind of leads me back to my prior points. If they're like, this isn't going to, you know, these guys aren't going to work. We need better talent. They may be more apt to trade Jared Goff just to try to get more picks. So they're not going to be able to fill everything through free agency. Evaluating this roster for what they're looking for, you know, if it's speed and quickness, you know, people are saying Jeff Okuda's like, you know, Ramsey out in L.A. And, yeah, they were locked down and they have good footwork. But hopefully, I just need to get down to training camp and shake Jeff Okuda's hand. I mean, it worked for Darius Slay. Slay had a, and even though I did, even though I shook Slay's hand when he was a rookie, his second year he really came around. I just think I need to get down to training camp and shake Jeff Okuda's hand. Even though I'm a huge Michigan fan and he went to Ohio State, I'm fine with it. He's on the Lions now. You know, Chris Bielman's one of my favorite players of all time. You know, respected the hell out of him, loved the hell out of him when I was a Michigan fan, and he was Ohio, he plays Ohio State. I thought it was damn good when they drafted him. I was ecstatic. I was like, he's good, he's good. You know, and I just remember seeing him on TV. Yes, I was even doing my lazy boy scouting at that point, watching Michigan Ohio State games and all other Ohio State games when I was younger. And I'm like, wow, he's good. He's really good. So, yes, even though they went to Ohio State, I don't hate him, but maybe Ram. I don't know if Okuda's ever going to ascend to how good Ramsey is. But they do have some similarities. So stop being so tough on Jalen Ramsey right now saying that he's a bust. He may turn into that. And then, yeah, I can be the waffle maker and say, yeah, he was a bust. I knew it all along. No, I'm laying it down right now. Let's give cornerbacks a few years, you know, a couple, two, three years before we official label them a bust. Unlike Tease Tabor, which we know even at that point, I'm like, well, you know, maybe he's got good skills. And yeah, after like, you know, you know, watching this guy like three, four games, I'm like, yeah, he sucks. So yeah, see you later. You're you are slow. There's people, guys beating you on you know with a walker. You're just terrible. Jeff Okuda is not that bad. Okay, he'll be fine. And I'm sure Brad Holmes is looking at him as well, figuring out how to improve this defensive backfield. They need safeties. You know, Will Harris. You know, the, does he fit the scheme? You know, he's he's another one of those guys. He can be a little bit of a hitter, but he misses a lot of tackles. He drops his head on tackles. I thought maybe they could coach that out of him. I said that when he was, you know, when they drafted him. I go, he drops his head and misses a lot of tackles. What's he done for Detroit? Drops his head and misses a lot of tackles. So it's one thing that's been driving, you know, Derek nuts how he hasn't progressed the way he thought he would. Tracy Walker hasn't taken that step either. And evaluating what he can do, he's he's long and rangy. He's got long arms. Maybe it was just coaching with those guys. Maybe the guys that they're bringing in here are going to fit some of those spots that Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn are looking to fill. Anthony Lynn on offense, you know, with Brad Holmes having to evaluate this offense, saying, I saw an article saying that he would like Kenny Galladay to come back. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think Kenny Galladay is going to price himself out of Detroit, really. He, he ain't looking to give this team a hometown discount. Saying that he laughed out loud after he heard Dan Campbell's, uh, you know, um, intro press conference. All I gotta say is, you know, Kenny, you've been you've been good here in Detroit. Thanks for your time here. See you later. I think this is one of those times where I think even Derek would be able to find somebody comparable to him in the draft. Say like, this guy's him. Go get him in the second or third round. You know, so he, it's one of those things where I had mentioned before, where Jared Goff does not fit balls into tight windows. Kenny Galladay 
he's there's times he's open, but he's just ran a good route and it's just confused the defense. If it's a man coverage, he has a hard time getting separation. So I don't think Kenny, you know, Kenny Galladay kind of fits. You know, they would have to really scheme stuff out to get Kenny Galladay open for Jared Goff. So maybe he doesn't fit. Yeah, he wants him back. He's he's shown himself to be a you know good to great wide receiver in this league. But I think he's going to price himself. I think other teams are going to, you know, really jack up the price on Kenny Galladay. Even though, you know, Brad Holmes said that he didn't want him back. So to evaluate all the talent or lack thereof on this team and then try to figure out, I guess, you're going to have to have a plan. Dan Campbell's already preaching, you know, let the process work. You know, patience, let the process work. How many years are, how many years are we giving you? Yeah, we've been Lions fans for a while. For a while, you heard Derek get frustrated. You know, it's like I often questions like, "Dude, how are you still a fan? All you've seen is bad football most of the times you've been a fan. You know, how did you not go root for another team already?" So Lions fans are hungry. They're really hungry for it. And yet, you're gonna get a couple years. But if you look really bad from the start, I mean, you're gonna be hearing hearing about it. You know, the first year. So it's you got to be competitive. A lot more competitive than the, what they've been. So. Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, really evaluate this team. You got some other guys. John Dorsey knows how to, you know, is really good at picking talent as well. So you guys got a lot of work to do. I believe that a lot more than you guys walking in the building saying, wow, we have a lot of work to do, more so than Matt Pat trying to put that crap out there, walking, oh, we got a lot of work to do. No, you had a team that was, you know, barely missed the playoffs. You didn't have as much. You're just an egotistical piece of garbage that patriot way i'm the smartest guy in the room me and bob quinn blah blah get out of here you know dan campbell you say we got a lot of work to do you know brad holmes john dorsey say you got a lot of work to do okay i'm going to take your word for it because we all know as lions fans what bob quinn and matt pat did to this team where you're at i mean talking the dregs of some of this talent on this team is terrible you know it's it's bad so you got a lot of hard work coming up coming up you got to evaluate this team figure out if you need more picks see what you can trade there's probably some other talent on this team that some pe- some people might want that you could trade for, you know, you know, trade for other picks, you know, even if they're later rounds, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, something like that. So I wish you guys luck. Just make us proud. Make us proud to be Lions fans again. You know, you know, get us somewhere. Make us, you know, make us fans. You know, want to watch these games. You know getting us, you know, to the playoffs in late November, early December, as opposed to, like, let's lose so we can get a better draft pick. So that's all we're waiting for here as Lions fans. And uh, last point I have for you, uh, once again, Super Bowl weekend. It's uh, Kansas City versus Tampa Bay, and it's going to be a great game. You know, it's one of those things I'm sure everybody's going to be, you know, a lot of people are going to be rooting for Kansas City. They like their offense, high flying, high, you know, they're, they're, they seem hard to stop. A lot of people are just going to be simply rooting against Tom Brady in Tampa Bay simply because, you know, Tom Brady was pretty successful in New England. I myself, once again, I love Tom Brady. I'm a Michigan fan. I like Tom Brady. I do. You know, it's one of those guys that's just like, say it before, I wish he was ours. You know, I wish he was ours for all those years. So um, who am I going to be rooting for? I, I guess I'm going to be rooting for Tom Brady. I mean, I, I have really no – I really don't care who wins. I mean, I'm just hoping to see a really good game, but – yeah, I, I want. I'd like to see Tom Brady and Tampa Bay win it. I mean, nothing against Kansas City, nothing against Pat Mahomes, guys. Hell of a quarterback. Nothing against you know Andy Reid, you know any of that talent. But still, I mean, I think I just like Tom Brady more. So that's who I'm gonna root for in this game. If you want to give me, if I'm looking to make a prediction, 
I think this is going to have to be some sort of, it's going to be a, a high scoring game. It's not going to be a, like a, you know, 53-48 or anything like that. But Tampa Bay is going to have to put up some points to keep up with Kansas City. Uh, Tampa Bay does have a decent defense. Kansas City, I, I think, I think Tampa Bay's defense is better than Kansas City. But um, they're, they're going to have, they're not going to keep Kansas City down. Kansas City gets their points. It seems like. You know, teams get up. I thought Buffalo had a pretty decent defense and would kept them down, but that didn't happen either. So this game, if for New, for um, Tampa Bay to beat Kansas City, it's going to have to probably be a. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a 37 to uh, 32 Tampa Bay. There we go. Um, I know seven and two. Those are kind of uh, seven's a good uh, score on the board, but two's really not. So who's ever got boards this year? Good luck on those as well. And uh, hopefully in the next uh, couple years, we're talking about the Lions going to the Super Bowl. Dan Campbell's got this team all fired up. Brandon Holmes has brought in the talent. And this team is scary for teams to play. That's all we can hope for at this point. So once again, everybody, keep drinking it in. I appreciate you guys listening to me. Catch you next week um, after um, the Super Bowl. Everybody have a great weekend. And I'm out. Drink it in, man.